No, 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 no. We can talk about black businesses in light of this post BLM movement and how we should be succeeding and not like we need to move from we don't have that to we have that. There we go. There we go. <laughs> I'm not just a pretty face. Mm-hmm. And I skipped two years of school. Bam. Yeah. But I ain't got no she's questions. Not just a pretty face on the skinny waist. No, don't say that because I don't. It's not skinny today. I have to remember to breathe in. No, we're not breathing in. We've got to apologise because we're very hot right now. Um, I'm very sweaty. I apologise to you as well. I'm sorry. No, Can fine. I just say that Angela is the only one? Yeah. He's not sitting next to somebody. I, to be honest with you guys, I'm, yeah. I'm in the trenches with you because this is not how I would want to sit. Yeah, anyway. but you're not sitting next to somebody. You don't have someone's body heat next to you. Yeah, but I've got the sunlight shining on me. It's shining on all of us? No, it's more on me. Mm, but it's okay. okay. I'm getting used to it. And I'd actually like to sit completely differently, but I can't. You can. No, I can't. Do it. For several different reasons, but I can't. <laughs> One, because Lynn's going to shout at me. I think I'm bookable because when it comes up, my family will shout at me. So, no. I feel like we should sing like a welcome song. Like... <laughs> Not a welcome song. Smile, smile at your neighbour. You I haven't sang huh? I haven't seen you so in a long, long. time. I don't know what even, I don't even remember any welcome songs. Right, I don't know what the program looks like anymore. <laughs> but that's a different, that's another podcast for another day. What? Getting back to church? <laughs> or not. Or, or, or not. Oh no. <laughs> oh Lord, please, Jesus. We can't include that Heavenly one. Heavenly Father, please just bless us. Don't strike us down, Lord don't Jesus. Strike we us still down. want to be with you, in you. Amen. We might not want to be in your, your buildings. So guys, you know tomorrow it's um, Black Pound Day. Mm-hmm. Do you guys know what that is? That we spend pounds from pounds. black com- black people to black companies. Yeah, yeah. basically. Yeah. Okay. Which I don't know who set it up. Like I don't know whose idea it was, but I think it was a British guy. I don't remember his name. Sorry, we'll add it in the comments, like in the description. But basically, I think it came off the whole thing around. Obviously, there's a lot of there was a lot of talk last year from Killer Mike, and he did a TV show about spending money in the black community. Mm-hmm. I think we spoke about it a little bit, and they were saying that actually, of, compared to other communities, um, like black people don't tend to spend their money in the black community. And even when they're tasked with doing so, actually he tried to do a challenge and he, I think he only kept the, the dollar in the black community or in black business for six hours. Wow. Yeah, wild. Compared to other communities who can keep it like in the community for up to like six days. Mm. So I remember thinking to myself, that's, that's crazy and we should be doing something like that in the UK. But I kind of put it to the back of my mind. And now obviously in light of the current situation, so, you know, in the wake of like the murders of... George Floyd, Brenna Taylor, like so many other people, more recent, well, not recently, but Elijah McLean, um, and everybody else who's died from police brutality. I think now in the UK, there's been like a real uprising and almost like a, like a collective movement. Yeah, like a collective movement, I guess, of, um, people wanting to come together and do something really positive. So this person's come up with the Black Pound Day on the 27th. So yeah, it's tomorrow. But we'll be talking about it retrospectively. Um, but what do you guys think about that? Like, do you th- first of all, do you think that we needed to have have had a movement in order to galvanize us to help us to spend money in the black community? And how easy do you think it is now? Like, not like last year, but now more so than ever. It's always a good idea to have um, a call to action for something that's important and something that we actually need to we need to do. We need to yeah promote black businesses. But I don't know if I know that many black businesses apart from. Take out food and barber shops. 
Mm. I don't know that many. If I was going to say, I'm going to buy something from black people tomorrow, mm. the first thing in my mind is, okay, I know where the food places are. Mm. But we have issues with them too. But, yeah. But is that a failing of you or is that a failing of us as people? Because I, to be honest, I have to say, for me, I reckon if it was about maybe a year and a half ago, then yeah, maybe I'd say the same thing. But I, I know I've definitely made a concentrated effort. But having said that, like I can, I can definitely talk about where you can get your nails done. I can talk about aesthetics, where you can get your hair done, where you can buy shea butter, like where you can even get black-owned makeup. And I recently discovered someone who does um, nail polish, so like nude tones for black people, which is something mm. that I have been looking for for ages. Something really small, really simple, black tights, like you know, like uh, plasters, like that are skin coloured for black people. But if you were to ask me, oh, well, where can I buy a new duvet set? <laughs> That's what I'm know. talking about. Everything you just said was was cosmetics. Yeah. Everything. Mm-hmm. So I'm a man, so I can't buy any of that stuff apart from the blasters, right? You can buy nail polish if you want to, Lyndon. Well, don't let anyone can't. tell you anything different. Yeah, I can't. I'm not going to do that. So yeah, so th- there we there we go. What else do you have in your mind that's black owned? Because I know that black cards. people have owned. You know, a black cards. owned card. Greeting card. Greeting card. It's got to be someone's birthday. No, it doesn't. People <laughs> Maybe say. You can send my, a card my point saying... is, what can we buy? Tomorrow. Yeah, you can take send a card saying happy black um black pound day. How about that? How about that? <laughs> <laughs> watches? No, I know if I know two, three brands that are black owned watches. I have a friend who's launched a watch brand. Daniel Daniel something has a watch brand that's black owned. Okay, well, if I knew about that, that'd be that'd be nice. You know oh, what? You know about so this is what I'm saying. Is it a failing of us or is it a failing of the businesses? Because I, I honestly believe if we search for it, we can find it. Mm. Because I made a very conscious decision last year. I needed to support more black businesses. I can't do as much as I would want to do. And I don't have as much income to spend on an investment. Yeah, but and how, much, how much does anybody search for a particular type of person's business? A white person doesn't have to because they already know them. Because they're advertised to them. No, no, it's not because they're advertised. It's because they exist, Lyndon. They generally have the monopoly on the market apart from like barbershops and the hair salons. Way, yeah, yeah, the same way if you were in Jamaica, we're in Randall, yeah. we yeah, wouldn't have to the black right. Majority of the businesses are black. Mm. Right. So you're going to know about them because you're going to step out your house, see a billboard, and nine times out of ten, it'll be a black business. Yeah. In the UK, it's different. So we don't know. They're not, they're not, they're not as... They're not as easy to, to remember. I don't know any apart from hair, makeup, food. Do you think that we, the reason why we know hair, makeup, food places is because we, we go out of our way to look for a black barber because you don't want to go to a white barber or uh, a black I'd, food I'd place because you like choice. your black food. I don't food. have a choice. I have to, yeah, so I yeah. have to look for a black barber. Or even a black, you can have different types of food, but you look for... Yeah, because sometimes food I want food want, that's want... closer to what I was yeah. going to um, mm. eat or black makeup because we know that maybe if like, I don't know, all of the other brands made makeup that works for us, then we wouldn't feel this need to go out and, and maybe, or wouldn't feel this like like push to go and look for it. But actually that's what we really need. Actually, even in stuff that you, we can use the same way a white person uses, so like a greeting card where you can't really, it's very niche to have like maybe black phrases or slogans on the front of or a greeting black card. Or black people, just exactly. black people who look like us. Exactly. Or even like I say, like a, 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 say a car wash like place where it doesn't really matter to, initially about who's washing the car. Um, we have to just go out of our way to look for them, I guess. And I think it's true. Being around you, especially for Breeze, 
I think I've realised it's been it's coming more to fr- like the forefront of my mind. Yeah. Saying, oh gosh, like let me see. I didn't. You don't even dawn on you in your normal like thoughts. Like, oh, let me look for a black owned yeah. greeting card company. I the reason why I'm pushing it is because I honestly I don't know if it's a failing of the business. So I found a, a black greeting card company last year because I was really looking for one and I was looking everywhere and I found three and I finally found them. And the first thing I said was, Why is it so hard to find you? And they said, Well, we 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 actually advertise on Instagram. And I said, Really? I said, Well, you're not targeting me, and I specifically was looking for you. Now I might fall outside of the demographic, which is fine. Do you know what I mean? But I live in I live in London, I've got disposable income, and I want to I want to send greeting cards so mm. really I'm like the lowest common denominator but anyway I guess what I'm saying is how like what exactly can they do to advertise themselves more than any other organization I don't think it's about them advertising maybe it's because they're not the monopoly or they just don't have the same budgets or they're just yes. not they're not the known brand yeah so yeah. you've got yeah you're not on the, on the nail on the head there it's the budget the amount of people that you reach is um Directly, directly um, attributed to how much money you can spend on it. Yeah, that's it. It's as simple as that. You said earlier, if you wanted to get a new sofa, you don't know any black sofa <laughs> people, but you know about DFS, don't mm. you? Because they, because <laughs> yeah. they're always on the TV, always. Because yeah. mm-hmm. they got all the money. Yeah, it's true. I also wonder if there's something in it that like maybe the reasons as to why we can find hair, food and cosmetics is because maybe that's what we invest so much in. Like I know that black women, especially, contribute. I might get this wrong. I'm almost sure it's $6 billion um, annually to like hair and beauty markets. like that, in, the, in, the, in the world. In the world, which makes sense. It must be around, that, that's not even that much money actually, to be honest. So maybe it's $6 trillion. I don't know. I don't, whatever, I don't know. But it's a huge amount of money and we actually spend, this is definitely a fact, black women spend a significantly larger proportion of money on their monthly budget, on their hair and their beauty, as opposed to their white counterparts. And so maybe that's why we know of more black beauty brands or black makeup, more so than something else. Right, I, I think I think it's because we spend that much because we have to go out of our way to find those places and they maybe don't have the same like economies of scale than yeah. the white places have and so we have to pay a bit more and we will search yeah. and we will wait for two weeks for a particular product. Yeah. Whereas maybe our white counterpart, if they haven't got it in stock in Superdrug, they'll buy something else and it was not that big of a deal. Yeah. Um I I just think really the whole thing is it's not passive. It it's not we people don't go out to look for black own business or you don't come across it passively or it's not going to be likely yeah, it has you to have be to real search. you have to actively ha- search it's for it it's an active like and like a really intentional thing and maybe black uk pound or black pound, black day, pound day is to do both to make people actively go and search and then spend yeah i think the initiative is for it to be like it, it's uh, so i imagine well i don't know actually that's my fault but i think it's meant to be about bringing around like engagement and awareness on this particular day however when i was reading the comments on the post people were saying this should be a monthly activity mm. like it's about what were we talking about before so like spending in a in a black business should be something that you do as a priority not out of protest like mm. we, it shouldn't be oh they've killed somebody again you know what let me go and support a black business it should be I'm supporting a black business anyway mm. in spite of and I'm always going to do so mm. having said that yeah like did you guys see the backlash that Anthony Joshua got when he was talking about supporting black businesses yeah any backlash he got from that is from ignorant people 
You're thinking of people. But, but what about white businesses? Yeah, you, you're all right. You're fine. <laughs> you're, you're more than all right, actually. You're more than all right. I don't hear anything about that. And also, it's to me, it, it, it hurts on a little bit of a personal level that we have to almost be told to support black businesses because mm. do you know Indians aren't, don't have to be told to support Indian businesses? Yeah, but we all know of an Indian business. We ain't got to walk too far to see one. That, yeah, but just because it's convenient doesn't mean that... It's something that we see every day. Every single day if we leave your house. No, I know. But what I'm saying is Indians are still supporting their own business without being told to still, do but I so. Think white people are supporting Indian businesses anyway. But does I that come? So. Does that come? Does the the um, what do you call it? The convenience of their location come before the fact that people yeah, have supported them, or is it people support them and then they have the the money, like to be able to and the put means. themselves in the convenient place where people can get to them? It's like the chicken and the egg. Like what comes first? I think the more you support black businesses, the more they will be able to pop up more. Okay. Linda said that white people go to the Indian shops because of convenience, and I'm like, yeah, but. You said, is it because it's convenient, it's chicken and egg? Um, yes. Or do they have economies of scale? Where they, they can benefit I think because people themselves? support them, they're able to put themselves in locations where more people can support them. And to be honest with you, I think also they may there may be sectors that we haven't got near enough, a lot of sectors, but still there's they, we don't have near enough black own businesses there to meet the demand or even meet a small demand of someone in London maybe there's a black owned business and it's in Bristol and we need something in London but I think the the British well black the black pound day yeah yeah black pound day um will also when you're looking for something and you can't find it maybe the business minded people will be like oh my gosh this is a business I can open and I know that actually there's a reminder there that other black people at least on this day someone can support it find out about it Mm. and we can go from there Mm. like it's just kind of like if I'm looking for something there's nothing there and I want to open a business I can open it might like I'll say ginger your mind it might ginger your mind to be like oh I can do this I can I can serve my community in that way I can meet that demand or meet a demand that I have that I can't find anyone else supplying what I need. Mm. And I think as well, there's something about like the, the the sophistication and how we evolve from doing things. So obviously when our grandparents and old parents or friends, whatever, came over before, mm. you know, that's how like markets, like Brixton Market came around and like the market in Peckham. I know there was a market in Bristol that sold particular food that catered directly to the Afro-Caribbean like um, like palette, I guess, and it, it brought food that reminded them of home. Mm. So now we actually have a supermarket, like there's a supermarket that sells directly from Jamaica to the UK. Wow. So rather than you having to go to the market, like I think it's really good to see that that's kind of evolved and there's like a supply chain there. And also um, my best friend was saying that what she wanted to do was buy like a subscription box for her mum. So she's now signed up to this kind of like African Caribbean, like tropical fruit subscription box. So there's things that we can do and it doesn't always have to be like, oh, I need to have, I can't find, I don't know, soursop. Let me go and open a shop that sells soursop. Well, no, maybe we can think about it differently. But I, I, I do think like similar to what you said, we do need to be more business minded Mm. and I don't believe it's that black people aren't business minded I think well actually I don't know I know that I'm business minded and I know that you're business minded and I know that you're business minded so it can't be that the three of us are the only business minded black people the difference difference is resources yeah resources that you have when you start a business that's what it is so you're talking about capital capital yeah. yeah 
That's 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 the di- that's difference. And to be honest, if not every white person can start a business. But well, this some is can. true. And if we're really honest, like we like a lot of our um, uh, grandparents couldn't even get loans to buy houses. To mm. be honest, and that was only forty years ago. Mm. So 40, 50 years ago, they weren't they weren't able to get loans. That's actually why partners and those kind of things came around, mm. because people wanted to be able to have like capital ready. So, yeah, you're making a good point. If we don't have the resources, then mm-hmm. we just can't get ahead. And that's why people, that's why I guess we need to be told to support black businesses because actually, even when you have a black business, you're still not in the same level playing field. So, that's why I go so hard for, especially for hair um, stores. Like, black women spend so much money in hair stores. Why are we going to support, why are we going to other um, stores when we can just go to a black owned one? Because the truth of the matter is this actually, that one person woman or man who has a black owned hair store has probably gone through hell and high water to get there and they're not benefit benefiting from like the economies of scales or all the other franchises have and they're probably not being that well supported mm. so that's why for me i'm like nah we all just need to do better buying your hair products from a black owned hair store is the least we can do actually and then they can then pass on economies of scales to us um but unless unless we support them who's going to support them mm. it doesn't make sense well, some of you guys get your um, your hair from Pack Supermarket. I don't shop there. I don't want to call them out, but I don't shop Is it there. Is supermarket? Yeah. Really? What? In Bristol, they have the supermarket, then the hair store, then like everything. It's like a wow. whole... In Halton, they have the hair store, the wig store, whatever. Mm-hmm. But I, I, I wasn't going to bait them up, but I'm going to employ every black woman and man, child, girl or boy not to shop there. I couldn't believe it. Cause I think I saw the one in... Finchley Road, maybe? Finsbury Park? Finsbury Park, that's it. And I saw this huge shop and I thought, raw. So these men have got the monopoly on black girls here. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Finsbury Park, Brixton, Dalston, Bristol. Friend nationwide. Oh my gosh. In Halton, I think there's about three of them. Yeah. But the then street. again, but then again, if they didn't exist. No, so in Bristol, actually, I remember like there, there, there's a there's a pack in Bristol, but actually the that his hair store kind of came when when I was just when I was leaving to go to university. But when I moved to Bristol, we used to go to a shop called Ali and Kitty's. Um, yeah, it was an Indian man and his white wife, and they were the people in Bristol who were like importing all the hair from America all the hair products, and that was the only place you could go. So there were places that existed before PAX, but PAX have made it very convenient. I'm going to need everyone to shake off convenience. 2020 is not the year of convenience. If it hasn't taught you anything, it's taught you that convenience doesn't get you anywhere. Like, mm. we just need to shake that off mm-hmm. um, and support businesses businesses that you believe in. Because I'm not here to say that we should support all black businesses that are giving you rubbish customer service. No. But... When they do give you bad customer service, don't just say, oh, that's it. We've had one episode of bad customer service and we're not going back. Because everyone's been to a pack where they haven't had good customer service and you've all gone back. Mm-hmm. Or you've been to a, a Chinese restaurant where you haven't had great customer and you've probably gone back. Like we've been to other places mm-hmm. or you've been to high-end stores and, and not experienced great customer service and you've still gone back to the store. So mm-hmm. we can't just be writing off all black businesses because of one encounter. Mm-hmm. I don't know if we're actually out of lockdown really though. Hello. We're all together. We are all out of lockdown. But, this but, like lockdown but, to me. but you're not going to work, are you? Yeah, but they're still working us from home. We, I'm not going to out. work. This I'm not like, going to work till January. To yeah, be honest, so so I'm not, a bad example. So it's like half lockdown. 
What's everybody coming out of lockdown with? And let me give you a second to answer because Angela, I know you need time to think about it, but it's okay. Let me see what I'm coming out of lockdown with. I'm coming out with a renewed spirit of consistently working. I saw a tweet today that said, we're no longer working from home. We're living at home. And I thought that is absolutely correct. Mm. I literally like closed my laptop and put it in one side of my room. And now I wake up and I'm like, oh, time to go to work again. And I sit at my laptop and I work from morning till night. I can tell everybody, I haven't worked this hard in years. I, pro- I promise you. I promise you. And where I work, we work like in, it's like cyclical. So we generally have a lot more work towards the end of the year. Friends, when we went into lockdown in March, I was working hard like it was Christmas for like three months. Wow. I'm tired. But I think also it's the sector that you're in. Yeah. And and the nature of the... of the. I can't hear you. And the nature of the <laughs> um, pandemic. Yeah, it's true. Mm-hmm. But you t- like it, it's difficult because you don't want to complain because I, I definitely have friends who've lost jobs. And I know mm-hmm. that some people are about to make redundant. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So it's a, it's a really hard one because you don't want to be ungrateful. At the same time, I'm tired. Actually, I'm very tired. Um, and because everyone's working from home or living at home and just experiencing work in the in the privacy of your living room, whatever... It just people seem to think, oh, you've got time to have a meeting. You got time to have a meeting. Got time to? No, I don't actually. Mm. Can I have a meeting at six o'clock? No. Why? Why do you want to talk to me at six o'clock in the evening? Because if we were in the office, we wouldn't be having a meeting at six o'clock. Mm. And what I've noticed is there's no protected time. So ordinarily, if you were in the office, you'd go out for lunch. Nah, nah, nah. People don't respect your lunchtime when you're working from home. But what I've started to see some people doing is putting in meetings over lunchtime, saying no meetings. Let me tell you, those things get ignored. Sorry, got a lunchtime meeting. So yeah, I'm coming out of lockdown with a with a with a strength and a, a work vigor that I didn't even know I possessed. I'm not really coming out of lockdown yet. As a musician, we're still locked down. Mm. There's no gigs at all. So we're still in lockdown. Can't go to the gym. That's a lockdown. That's true. But when are the gyms opening? They're not. They haven't said. They haven't said. Well, hold on a minute. I saw a gig. I saw Liana, Leanne Le Havas was doing a gig at the Roundhouse in July. Yeah, Streaming. That's, oh, stream. Well, that's different then. Yeah, but do you think that actually, do you think that gigs are going to move to like streaming? Do you think that's going to be like a new thing that you that's guys will have to do? That's not a good do? idea. Do you know why? Because everybody can watch it at once. Everyone can watch it at once. Even behind you a, can't tour even the world behind a and... That's true. There's no travel involved. Yeah. But people are going to expect to see that for free. People can, um, you can log on to YouTube and see a, a, a live performance. Performance. Why are people now going to pay to watch a, a concert streaming? Why? Part of it is going to, part of it is going to the, the auditorium. That's part of the experience. That's part of the experience that you're paying for. That's true. But last year when Burner Boy came and we couldn't get tickets. Yeah, but some people did. Some people did. A lot of people did. Thank you, Lyndon. I watched Burner Boy in the comfort of my own home. And I actually think watching that concert made me want to, made me want to attend his physical concert. Yeah, exactly. Let's be real. Any time that we've not been able to go to a concert that we've wanted to go to, I just go into the Instagram page, the whatever page <laughs> of the person he's attending, and I watch partially the, the thing from there. Does it make yeah. you happy that you're watching or does it make you want to be there? Mm, a lot of the times when I haven't been there is because I secretly didn't really want to be there. But um, it makes me happy. And I also, I think it's also the vibe of the crowd. I think when you take that away from 
it's just not the same. It's not the same without it, without a live wanna, audience. Does it make you want to go? My question, like, what? Do oh, you it mean? does. It makes you want to go I mean. the next time round. That's what I mean. That's what I'm saying. But so. I think, but then I think it, it's different because watching a concert from someone's Instagram page is not the same as watching a live performance where but, they don't have an audience. But I'm not part saying of it, I'm not saying it's meant to be the same. I'm mm-hmm. saying it's meant to be part of the journey. Like when mm-hmm. I watched the verses with Erica Badu and Jill Scott. Or even the most recent one, which is the best one of my entire life. So Kurt Franklin and Fred Hammond. I, I mean, I love Fred Hammond anyway. Any concert he's, he's doing, I'm buying two tickets as a standard. Mm-hmm. Like, before I speak to anybody. Mm-hmm. But it made me want to be like, Fabrice, the next time they tour, please, Jesus, next year, please. Next time they tour, I will be there. And so whilst, obviously, Lyndon is saying that there's no gigs, all this streaming stuff, it's just there to like, I think it's just there to whet people's appetite. Is meant to keep you in their like front of mind choice, right? Live, live, live music is uh, an eco- economy in itself. There's a lot of jobs there that people can't do now. A lot of jobs: the sound technicians, the people that that oh, manage the stage, the, the musicians, the musical directors. Everything that's gone. Yeah. So many, all of it's gone. So I can't, we're not out of lockdown yet. We're out of lockdown when we can do everything that we did before COVID again. So when is that going to be? Because I know that... Like, I don't know, the, we can't even go to the cinema. The West, I don't think we're going back to the cinema. Got, wait, hold on. We can't even, films can't even be um, filmed. They can't even film. Hi, hi. I don't think we're going back to cinema. I want you to get there. Get there this year. If we can't go back to cinema, we oh. also can't go back to films being produced. Because if you're producing a film, Why? there's um, hundreds no, of people No, they around. can go straight to, straight to streaming services. No, no. I'm talking about creating the film. I'm talking about streaming services. I'm talking about <laughs> the economy behind it. And I'm, 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 saying, I'm, and I'm trying to interpret. So basically what he's saying is that <laughs> when he says get back to cinema, yeah. he's talking about get back to Cinema. Cinema Cinematography No no, yeah. I'm, no, no Hold on Hold on <laughs> hold, on, hold on a second cinema. Hold on a second <laughs> If people aren't making The films you're watching There's nothing to put On the streaming service oh, We what? know that That's And so right now People aren't filming anything Oh you're right okay And so when you're filming no, something Some people are filming things You know When you're filming something It's something big There's hundreds of people Around Together mm. in close spaces. I understand what you're saying. There's a reason why Marvel haven't haven't put anything out for a long time. I understand what you're saying, but what I'm saying is that things are still being produced. Realized. Well, they're not. No, they are. I watched an Instagram live of an actor yesterday, and he said, "I am in Bulgaria, and we're filming." So you're not. Then he goes, "No, we're not. We are still filming." But one of those East Africa, <laughs> God forbid, one of those Eastern European countries refused to acknowledge that COVID yeah. was even a real thing. That and, might until Bulgaria. Hollywood starts again. Okay, fair enough. We haven't started again. Okay, fair enough. Um, I just want to let you know, though, um, I don't know if... I'm not saying that Hollywood isn't going to start back up again because obviously it needs to. Yeah. However, I don't know if cinemas are really going to be a thing. To be honest, I really don't care if it's, it's... What matters is the art form. So as long as you can still see a film somehow, it doesn't matter how. It doesn't matter how you watch a film. But films still need to be made. That's my point. Films need to be made. Music needs to be made. And people need to see music. And I, I mean, you can watch a film at home, but you can't see a live show the same way at home. No, you can't. You really can't. But I don't... And I don't, I don't feel like there's a plan to get back to that yet. There's not a plan. Even talking about the new normal. What the hell do you mean new normal? We've got things we've got to do. I'm, to just, I'm just not thinking... I'm not thinking just as uh, a consumer of those things. Those things are people's jobs. Mm. 
And I understand what you're saying. I get it. Like, I'm not saying, I'm, I'm not trying to be flippant when I'm saying, oh, you know what? Like, I don't think we're going back to cinema. What I'm saying is, I think that whole thing around, like, even like supply chain management, I, I think that's going to have to be dramatically changed and reduced. Like, if the art form, if films can still be produced, but cinemas are kind of just not the kind of place that people are going to be going to, or they're only open on certain days, or you can only have certain sittings because they need to be cleaned. What, forever? I don't know. Like, uh, you're, if you like, can't, you're saying if you there's no plan. Cinema, I don't think there's a plan If you either. can't go back to cinema, which I think, is, I think is ridiculous, by the way, right? I think people can go back to having mass gatherings, right? We're human beings. We're going to have mass gatherings in our lives from now on. We have to. Right? So if we can't go back to the cinema, we can't go back to church. I don't know if people are going back to church. I also want to let you know that they had a mass gathering in Brixton last night and it didn't end very well for anybody. So to be honest, the more times we keep having these off-the-cuff mass gatherings in Brixton, church saying, oh, somebody, like 28 people got injured. (gasps) Yeah, like I think the, the more of our own mass gatherings we're doing because we're humans, it's just delaying the actual forward progress. But I is think it? you're right. I don't think there is an actual plan forward. There isn't. And three, week, three weeks ago, we had a t- uh, protest. I went to a protest. It hasn't caused a spike in COVID. But don't you think that going for the protest is different to having a street party in Brixton? What I'm saying is, we had a mass gathering. We ran a lot of people. We're very, clo- very close quarters. And there hasn't been a spike in COVID. Mm. So what are they waiting for? Well, they're not waiting for anything because now everyone's been told to get back outside. But obviously, that's not to, that's not because we're healthy. It's because they want to boost the economy. However, mm-hmm. we yeah, are going to have a second... Some parts of the economy. Some parts. Some part, you're right. Some parts of the economy. Because they don't want to boost, um, like, the arts and they don't want to boost people being able to go and work out in the gym. Yeah. For whatever reason. Mm-hmm. Why are you saying... Do you think it's like a conspiracy? I don't know what it, what it is, but I know it doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make, it make sense for pubs to be open, but gyms... Not being open. Oh yeah, they get. You want people to go to the go to the pub. Being a be at a pub is more important than going to the, the gym. It's more lucrative. There's more money on the tax. It's they more get lucrative, more... but also you have to think about it. You touch way more in in the gym. We can't hear you again. What do you mean you, you touch t- way more? Like, the, have you been to a pub in central London? I'm, no, I You're rubbing against people the <laughs> first of whole all, time. First of all, Andrew, you have been to pub in Central London. Stop lying. You said that you heard location on, in a pub with your work colleagues. So just, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. So you Fair. have been. Is it is it nice and spacious? No, but okay. I'm not talking about the people. I'm talking about touching. So maybe you touch the table, you touch your chair, and you touch the counter when you're you going to pay. glasses. That other people have touched. Yeah, that's absolutely true. All the true. time. That's absolutely true. Linden <laughs> is a pub aficiendo. Oh, yeah. I'm I, really to not. be honest, I don't be knowing what going on in those, those places they call pubs. But if you say <laughs> oh, so. Oh, Angela. Uh, okay, if you say so, second, I, I agree. Hold on a second. Um, I haven't got, I haven't we've got all anything had, to say. We all have jobs. Yeah. Two of us still have jobs in, in corporate United Kingdom. So we know what this, this pub life is about. Right. My, my issue is this, right? And this is a very. This is very selfish and I don't care, right? I badly want to go back to the gym. I'm desperate to go back to the gym. That's number one. Number two, I like cinema. I like films. I know certain films aren't being made right now because of this COVID thing. I need this COVID thing to be over. I want one day to make films. So I need to be able to make films and have a lot of people see them at the same time, right? Yes. I also am a musician. I want gigs to be happening. I want festivals to be happening. Why not? All that stuff is important to me. And all that stuff is important to me is not happening right now. So we're still in lockdown. But what I'm trying to say, Lyndon, is like, 
I understand everything you're saying and I can only empathise because I, th- that's not my position. But do you not think that the new normal is going to be all the things that you have said that you're missing, but somehow monetized in a different way? For instance, all charity running events have been cancelled because we're not allowed to do mass gatherings. All events are cancelled. London Marathon, the Olympics, uh, London Half, like the Ro- Royal Parks, like all events have been cancelled and it has literally cost charities and like all these small companies who put on these events millions of pounds just vanished in a day, just gone. Nothing they can do. Do you know what they've done? Everything has gone virtual. They have. They are asking people to sign up and do virtual things. Why are you laughing? Because I'm gonna die. Because what? I'm gonna die, guys. No Why? Idea. You have no idea. I'm gonna die with each stroke. Oh, you're not gonna die with each stroke. Are you having a laugh? <laughs> Are you having a laugh? You're gonna die of heat stroke. Oh, <laughs> well, well, guys. <laughs> time i promise i'm sorry i'm gonna be so serious so no runs there's no running sorry i'm so sorry sorry okay there's no running do you want to sit here there's no charity runs don't make me angry no, there's no charity runs for anybody come on we can do it we can do it we can do it there's also no theater mm-hmm. yeah they're not open i was on i was January. on a, i was on a theater tour before this happened. Um, Were you? Yeah, this was, I was doing the gigs every, you know, every week or so. Um, Who there's were you no, for in your theatre tour? That's not important. The fact is, it was a, it was a theatre tour. <laughs> I swear to you, can I just say, listeners, if, if there is anyone in my life that someone can say that they're a secret, like, agent of some kind, Lyndon is the, uh, before I they even finish the you, sentence, I who promise. in your life is a secret? I said, Lyndon, Lyndon. No, I'd say LGK music. That's yeah. what I would say. Because to be honest, is your name even Lyndon? Is your I don't name know. Lyndon? I don't know. Lyndon, Imagine Lyndon Lyndon. doesn't like to give in. You're like my dad. He's, my dad says I give information on a need to know basis. <laughs> dad, literally, I'm asking you where you bought this from. It's not that deep. Imagine Lyndon said to me, I was on a theatre tour, and me, who I speak to you every day, I said, Really? It's not important right now. <laughs> That's not the okay, it's just it's just another gig, but obviously it's, it's done in theaters, right? Mm-hmm. So obviously theaters are shut down. That really hampered my money because I wasn't paid for anything from February. Um, they pay me now, so it's all right. But um, that's that's not happening. Olympics, football, football is dead right now. No, I don't football's know. just come back. I know it's come back, but it's it's got no fans there's on no, the there's stadium. There's no crowd. It is a bit crap. <laughs> yes, yeah, it's, it's, it's horrible. They might as well play with a simulated crowd, to be honest, because it's not. It's dead. We need is to sort like this out. All I'm saying is we need to sort no this out there. for next year. Mercy. There's no one in the crowd. Mercy. Yeah, no one in the crowd. It's very weird. And all these things that I love, you just need mass gatherings, unfortunately. Yeah, but Lyndon, what I'm, I'm really trying to get you I on... I understand what you're saying, I and I'm, you I'm rejecting it because I think we need to go back 
to normal, normal. Can I just can I give everyone a, a brief history lesson? Do you know about twenty years ago? Do you remember this um this uh, music store called HMV? Mm-hmm. And HMV um heard about all the all the music stores, so HMV and Virgin and somewhere else where we where we could buy music. I don't know, whatever. They were all presented with the idea of streaming, and HMV were like, "That's never going to take off. Why is anybody going to want to listen to music on their phone? Why would you not sell physical copies of music? I'm not going to do that." Do you, even, do you know where the HMV store is now? Friend, I only saw one on Oxford Street and I said, wow, is this for like nostalgia purposes? I think it is. It's the only one that exists because everywhere else ran with the idea uh, of streaming. Okay, so- what, I'm, what I'm talking about mm-hmm. is the importance of mass gatherings Okay. for many industries. I'm not yeah. talking about one person listening to music. It's easily, you can easily change that. Yeah. Some people could even read a book on their phone. That was an act, but okay. Yeah. I don't like reading books on my phone. Yeah. How about that? Yeah. That's why publishers... I'm supporting New Beacon Books. I just want to shout them out. The only black British bookstore in London. I'm supporting them. I'm going to their website and I'm buying books. And that's... I'm doing my bit for the black British community. I don't want to do it on my phone. For Apple, what for? No, thanks. Amazon. Well, yeah. I, especially not Amazon. They don't need my money and they don't need your money either. Amazon got a lot of my money. Whenever I want anything, I go on Amazon. And anyway, well. back to your point That's on mass gathering. Amazon don't even treat their staff nicely. So basically what you're saying is, you don't care about the advancement of technology because what you're saying is... No, there's, that's there's not some... what I said. No, 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 no. That's absolutely no, not what I no, said. But can I just finish my What sentence? I said was mass gatherings I need to I come back. I finish my sentence. So you want mass gatherings to come back? Yes. That's what I was going to say. But we'll never know now. But that's what I was, gonna, that's what I was saying. Yeah, but I was going to say that, but you were No, like, you said something else that I didn't say. Yeah? Yeah. And then I was going to get to what you said. No, but you said that I said something else first. Angela? Now I'm trying to keep cool <laughs> and say the least amount of... I, I, I don't want to argue with anyone because it's too hot. So I just want to understand this mass gathering point because I don't quite get it. So <clears throat> you can cut out everything else I said before. I don't mind. What you're saying is you need mass gatherings. The rule on mass gatherings needs to be lifted in because there are some things that need to have mass gatherings for that can't be replicated or or can't be done without that real mass gathering because there's no authenticity as to like the ambience. So I said it needs to come back to the normality that it was at before COVID at some point. And it also needs to be a plan from now telling people when we can actually go back so people can understand what they're doing between now and then. Because I'm I'm, saying, it's very important. There are people there that, whose income depends on it. Mm. That's what I'm saying. Mm. Theatres can't make money unless they fill the capacity. They, they fill to at least 80% or 90% capacity. And so in this current climate, that can't happen. So they can't, they can't reopen. So they can't reopen ever? No, until we are back to normal, normal. Mm. Back to mm. London's normal. Mm. Yeah, so I need to understand from the authorities when we can actually go back to normal they've been they've been pussyfooting around this you didn't want to say that word I didn't that word, want to do you know that mommy grace listens to this I don't think you know let me just let you know <laughs> mommy grace listens to this my mom will probably say that word no no <laughs> so... mommy grace don't <laughs> No, I would kind this out as well. No, we're not cutting it out. It just sounds like Save they don't chest. know. They, they, they're they not mentioning gyms. They're not mentioning cinema. They're not mentioning mass gatherings. It's like, 
are they ever coming back? But and if they, they don't come back, yeah. there's some people's jobs that don't come back. I'm saying that's an important thing. Mm-hmm. And it's been completely neglected in this situation. Completely neglected. Yeah, I But he wants to bring pubs back. I understand what you're saying, and to be clear to anybody who works in these industries, I'm I'm not negating the fact that actually your complete your job has completely changed, or just just at the moment just hasn't been acknowledged that actually that you can't do anything. I just wonder what the government's plan is because they're not stupid. They have a whole cabinet office, then they have a number of people underneath them. There's a reason as to why they're opening pubs and not gyms. There's a reason as to why they are not supporting the arts in the way that they could be or should be. And they're supporting other things opening, like shopping centres. So I heard from... What were we watching yesterday? Uh, it was Duncan Bannatyne that was speaking on some some news show, right? And he just slipped in there and said it's something with the fact that pubs have to pay more tax because they've got beer. So the beer tax is yeah. higher than um, the tax that gyms pay. I said because that. The, the, mm. Because the tax revenue is higher... They let them open again. Yeah. Which lets me know that they don't give a damn about our, our health. What they care about is, is money. Mm. So in that case, open everything up. Just open everything up then. The thing is though, if they open everything up, we're gonna hit the second spike quicker. Yeah, but, but yeah, but I'm pretty sure that gyms is our health. They don't care about our health. Gyms are obviously going to do things. They can space you can space out treadmills, you can space out benches, you can clean the thing, you can yeah. clean it all the time. They mm. change the air in there all the time. Mm. Gyms can be very good. They are clean most of the times, the ones that I go to, and they're not expensive, right? Ooh, and so Duncan Bannertime was talking about his expensive club, which is even cleaner. cleaner. I mean, those like David Lloyd leisure centers yeah. are extremely clean. Yeah. They 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 should definitely be open. I'm, I mean, I go to uh, Energy Fitness. It's not clean. I'm not gonna lie to anyone. It isn't that clean. But they could. De- it's easy to become clean. Yeah. Some gyms you have. You're not allowed to use the equipment unless you wipe it down. Yeah. Like, and they have the stations and they have the disposable cloths and you have to wipe it down before you mm-hmm. use it. And you have to wipe it down when you finish. Mm-hmm. Like that stuff should just become mandatory. If I'm using a, if, if I'm using a bar, I can use gloves. I use gloves anyway. Maybe they should ask everyone to wear gloves then. It's really simple. Yeah, I agree with you actually. But furthermore, like going to gym, going to the gym or the reopening of gyms is actually good for your physical and your mental health. And I think mm-hmm. that's what's been neglected. Mm-hmm. Like going to the pubs is actually only good for you for your social well being. Yeah, I to guess. Get drunk. And well, yeah, that's social well being, isn't it? I mean, I don't drink. Oh, don't, don't tell the people. Not everybody that goes to the pub goes to get drunk. We still can't hear you, no? Not everybody that you know goes what, to the pub. You know what goes country we're in? Getting drunk is part of the culture of the UK. Yeah, what are you talking about? I'm going to say that gyms are good for your physical and your mental health. Yep. Yep. And, and that's pop- the overriding factor. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Exactly. Like, there's only so much working out you can do in your house. And now I'm back in London. I don't have a garden. I don't have a balcony. Like, And this is my whole thing around COVID and the laws the laws or the stipulations actually it's all for people it benefits people who are um who have got a high disposable income Mm. and perhaps may own their own property or have access to a garden which is people in usually in a particular socioeconomic bracket like it's not really benefiting people who live in high rises Mm. like what if you're a family and you guys will live in a high-rise flat you don't have a garden and you don't have an access to a balcony but actually you're trying to keep yourself and your children your family physically fit and like mentally well Mm. It's hard. It's really difficult. But the first thing that opens is the pub and not the gyms. Mm. Or like theme parks mm. or parks or whatever. Having said that, all the way in the other end of the spectrum, they open the beaches and look what happens. 
thousands of people <laughs> ended up there no, talking about it's my right to be here. Mm. Friend, if you're not going to catch COVID on Kilburn High Street, which is where you're definitely going to catch COVID, everybody, don't go to Kilburn. <laughs> Have you been to Kilburn High Street? I'll say this again. I went to a protest three weeks ago. Friend? And since then, there hasn't been a spike. Oh, let me help you. The protest that you went to, because I saw that on your Instagram, was very well organized and spaced out. The protest that was held outside Primark when it opened was not spaced out. Nobody was social distancing. Neither was anybody social distancing for TK Maxx or Sports Direct on Kilburn High Street. um, Stephanie, were we spaced out when we were outside Downing Street? Shouting oh, at Boris. Oh, when I saw okay. your videos, you were quite spaced out. Yeah, when we were walking. Oh, uh, okay. But listen, I told everybody this for free. If I didn't, if I didn't spend twelve weeks quarantining in with my mum in Bristol to come back to London and not get quarantined, I don't know what's going on. Because I walked up and down Kilburn High Street on Monday, and I thought I was going to catch COVID, and I'm really not scared. I'm really not scared, and I said, Nah, I'm going back in my house. I'm going back in my house today. Why did you think you'd get COVID? Because, because nobody COVID? was social distancing. Nobody had any gloves. No one had a glo- um, any masks on. No one had any gloves on. Everybody was just walking willy-nilly trying to get past me Not so they could go. Nilly. Yeah, willy-nilly. Everyone was rushing to get to Primark. To buy what? To buy clothes to go where? To the beach? You know why? Nice I think a lot of people are bored of this. Like I am. So what are you saying? You would have been in the queue for Primark? No, because I ain't got time for that. But... Uh, being queued for something else. I don't know. But I think a lot of people are bored of this. Really mm. bored of this lockdown thing. And <laughs> I would definitely not be in the queue for anything in this heat. There's not what there's not. You couldn't pay me thing. to queue. You couldn't. I Angela was... Angela of Rwanda is not dealing with the, the heat oh, right now. Oh absolutely not. Absolutely not. How do you get your groceries? Somebody else goes and gets them. <laughs> <laughs> or I go in the midnight hour. That's the actual truth. Somebody else goes and get them or I'm in, uh, go in the midnight hour. All right, okay, fine. Okay. All right, I'm going to slap. Um, no, we're not going to tell them that we're starting our slap. slap yeah, it's it. obvious because I'm starting with a slap. I'm going <laughs> oh! to slap. Wow. You. Hmm? Mm-hmm. I'm going to slap. Gonna slap <laughs> I'm going to slap him back. <laughs> but then what? I, I know. Okay, so <laughs> both slaps, the slap and the clap this week are to do with football, right? Uh, the first one is a slap. I know Liverpool won the league. Well done. 30 years. It took you 30 years to get won the league. Whatever. We don't have to league. say well done, you know. Can I just say that I'm all these acts to Liverpool, I, I do not co-sign them. So when you come, be very... I, I co-sign them. We okay, so when you well come done. for people, well, of... make hold sure on, you on, act on. the right people because Actually, they're the people that acted you. Actually, I'm not scared, but I don't need to be an unnecessary beef. Do you even support I, Liverpool? No. Liverpool fans. So why, why are you upset? Yeah, I don't have any issue with them either. <laughs> okay, Liverpool fans, come at me. All right, mm-hmm. so what I'm saying is those Liverpool fans, especially those English Liverpool fans. Do you mean white or do you mean English? I mean, I mean, some black people said some stuff as well. But anyway, um, those fans that think that Jordan Henderson is a suitable choice for player of the year, the slap is coming your direction, okay? You've lost your mind. Jordan, Jordan Henderson has at least... Three players better than him in his team. There's probably a lot more, but three spring to mind who are black that are better than him. I don't understand the English fixation on this central midfielder that is average at best. Okay, but is it because he is the well one of the only? I'm assuming I don't follow Liverpool actually. I don't even know who plays in their team to be very honest. Mm-hmm. Do you think they're supporting him because he's like in the the minority? Like he's a white guy. Is that why they're supporting him? White people aren't minority in football. 
In the in no I'm no no I what? Right, the minority. No, I'm saying these English people. There must be a reason why they're pushing for him. So what's the reason? As a, maybe not as a white, but maybe as a English person. But can I also say that uh, I've tr- just I've just realised that you've actually said a lot of your your talk to, directly to the camera when you told me that I can't speak to the camera. Yeah. <laughs> just saying. I just need to know what Let we're doing. Let me that's my favourite gift. And like, oh. <laughs> I just want to know what we're doing because I want to be like this. <laughs> and you were like this. I'm not yeah? talking to you though, am I? Oh, okay. Are you a Liverpool fan? Yeah, maybe I'll tell them it's Claps and Cups. You already know it's Claps and Cups. What if I want to tell them it's Claps and Cups? No, I said. Okay. Are you a Liverpool fan? Are you I'm very Liverpool? sorry. <laughs> Do you even know what Jordan Henderson looks like? And to be honest, I don't know. I don't intend to know and I don't care. Uh, good, good, right. good. Good. So, um, okay, let me, are you finished? No. What? Well, you, you were saying something. I was saying there must be a reason why they're gunning for him so hard. If you're saying that there's so many other prominent black players who are better than him, there's a reason why these English slash white slash English black people are supporting him. Yeah, because he's white and English. That's what I'm trying to say. That's <laughs> yeah. the only reason. He's white and English. It's simple. And, oh, he, okay, he's the captain of the team, but... I mean, that does hold mean some nothing. weight. That, that doesn't mean cap- nothing. It doesn't mean nothing. He's definitely not the best player. For the best singular player in the league. It doesn't even have, even have to come from Liverpool. But if it does, there's other players that deserve it more than he does. Namely, um, Virgil van Dijk. Namely, Trent Alexander-Arnold, who is also English, but he just happens to be... Black or mixed race, I'm not sure what he is. And um, Sadio Mane, he's from Senegal. So, yeah. As that's an, what, That's my slap for today. As an aside, I really want in my life for someone to say Fabrice. Fabrice who? And then, then say my whole name. First, middle and my surname. That's so what I want. His last name's um, Double Barrel, Alexander Arnold. So is mine. I want someone to be like Fabrice. You know, Fabrice and then my whole name. All four names of it. That's what I want. Anyway. To be honest, most people actually just call him Trent, which is his first name. Oh, but... how sad. What? Uh, what? Your parents gave you a whole full name. You better put some respect on each individual one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's a bit long still. That's, well, that's Alexander not... Arnold. It's not his fault. Well, it's it's not... not my fault either. It's, it's fault. the whole name. Angela, who are you slapping? So my slap goes to a Mancunian. We can't hear you. My slap goes to a Mancunian businessman. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Sea of Angels. By well, Sorry, this Los one. Angeles. Excuse me. Um, <laughs> could you focus on the story? Okay. Thanks. I feel like his name is, and I'm, I'm. Do you know? What, am I sorry if I'm asking? Yeah, I am. You know what? I am. Uh, Georgios Demetrio. Um, who and this actually oh, was no, going to be. Slap. Oh, we don't like him. Are you sure he's Mancunian? Yeah. Is he born there? He just lives there. Oh, well, he's a Manchester businessman. That he don't mean he's Manchester. from there. Okay. Well, you want to do you want to wiki wiki him? I've, uh, do you know what? Unfortunately, the web page that I have on says that he's from Manchester. Um, he might have been born somewhere. At, he might have been. Well, that's a Wikipedia. It always just says where people are born, but right? But does does Wikipedia have everybody on there? No. It might. It might not. But if you want I'll to find out where it. he's born. Do you know? I'm happy to go with that. He's from Manchester. No, we want to. Do... Yeah, I'm happy. Yeah, I'm happy. Well, how do you spell his name? G-E- G-G. He, I think he seems as if he's from Cypriot or Greek background, but that's yeah, neither yeah, here or there. Where was he born? I don't know. It, because the, my story is not, doesn't start where he's born. Okay. Okay. So, let's just say, let's just, go back. Okay, let's just put right? him on Manchester. So, my stat this week 
goes to um it was a delayed slap actually because I should have slapped him last week but I had too many people to slap which is a rare occasion um <laughs> goes to a Mancunian businessman uh, by the name of Giorgio Dimitri um who has um applied to trademark the phrases I can't breathe and Black Lives Matter in the UK. Um, and then he's told, I think this is after the fact, because I don't understand why. I mean, I don't know who he is. Um, I saw a picture of him and he looks very non-black. And um, I think questions were raised on why he's doing this. But he said that he wants is um he wants to start a non-profit entity using the terms, no, which is doesn't. a lie. <laughs> yeah. He wants to We have the results. <laughs> And we can verify that the answer is a lie. Um, and he explained that if trademark is granted, he would seek royalty fees for third-party use. I'm surprised also, that Black Lives lie. Matter, the group, doesn't have a trademark to that. Yeah, I don't know. In the UK. I don't know. With the hundreds of thousands of pounds they've been donated. Right. So the end of the story is that he didn't get it and that Black Lives Matter UK have the tr- trademark now, right? That's not the end of the story, you know. So, yeah. Do you know how much money Black Lives Matter UK have? They have raised so much money. The first thing they should do is get themselves a legal team and get that trademark. Um, I, I think he's got it. No, he does have it. I think he's got it. I'm, I'm almost convinced. This yeah. story is about, what, two or three weeks old? Yes, I think he's got and it. I think it. It's not that he applied for it. It's that this man has it. Mm. Because can if we, he, if we, he applies for it... That, we're gonna fact check. Oh, it's an update. Dimit- oh, oh, <laughs> update. Woo! Freshen. Um, it says uh, Dimitro withdrew the trademark application on the seventeenth of June, following negative response to the filing and reported threats to his business. Well, I'd like to say that I don't stand for violence, but I'd also like to say that I'm here for it. Take that as you please. <laughs> Am I here for the withdrawing? Yeah, Am I here for the threats? Who knows? Sometimes but violence I just know, is necessary. No, but sometimes people just need to sit back down. Who told them? Sit back down. There's several things mean? that you should have filed. Have you filed your taxes for last year? <laughs> They're still chasing you. Have you? Have you? Your letters are stacking up at the door. Have you filed your documents? <laughs> no, but you skip, you skip everyone to go and file the trademark. We must be mad. No, but can I... Actually, ask- you are mad. And the people have, have decided that you're mad. And we thank God because you we've withdrawn your... Thank God he's he's withdrawn them. But he but only withdrew do- because of the backlash. No, but can I just say something? You know, we were talking about businesses that black people need to be in. We need to be in the trademark and law business. Mm. How can we have a whole Black Lives Matters march and a, and a, and a huge following mm. and a group who have received thousands of pounds in donations so much so that the people have asked them to show their transparency and what they're going to be doing and they probably can't spend all that money because it was donated for a particular cause mm. and they're probably thinking crap what are we going to do and they can't trademark are you joking that's, that's a shame. slack i'm sorry that's slack so um just let just let you know that by the time you get this video uh, black no filter trademark has already been taken <laughs> yes it yes. has it's because we're not slack yeah we're and not and don't check too tough but 
Yes, it is. And just know, <laughs> George, Giorgio, what card? George, what? I don't know, Dimitro. Jo- Giorgio Dimitri. Giorgio Dimitri. Don't come for Black No Filter because Lyndon's already said that he doesn't have an issue of violence. Mm-hmm. Okay. Ah, that is. Mm. What? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you think I'm scared? No, no, no. I keep telling everybody. Stephanie told Let's me. Let's not incriminate not to be ourselves either, though. What's going to happen? No, actually, it's true. What's going to happen? I mean, yeah, no, people need to get their stuff in order uh, and trademarks and legislation. Mm-hmm. And like, nah, that's silly. That's silly. That's sack of Black, black Lives Matters. So that's who my slap goes <clears throat> to this week. Fabrice, who are you slapping this evening? It's very quick. Piers Morgan. Piers Morgan, first of all, two things, yeah. My parents told me um, even a snake smiles. So you need to be very careful of uh, things that present as one thing, uh, but actually it's just doing it to uh, to like slide in and to really figure out who you are. I don't really like Piers Morgan. I think he single-handedly responsible for the racist um, press information around Meghan Markle. So I don't really have much to say positive about him. Single-handedly? Yeah. Yeah, I'd say that single-handedly. He's, he's buying about it every day. Every yeah, morning. I would say so on Good Morning Britain. Absolutely. And I just want to say now, people seem to be like, oh, I really respect him because you know what? He's really standing up for Black Lives Matter. Mm, he's not an idiot. He's not standing up for Black Lives Matter. He's just pointing out the very obvious facts of the case. Anyway, whatever. People seem to think that he's a great person and I don't think he is. Really? Yeah, a, a lot of black people are saying, oh, you know what? I didn't like him. Really? I've heard this week people say, I didn't really like him, but you know what? He's actually starting to change my mind. I'm starting to have some respect for him. I said, eh? Anyway, whatever. He interviewed Dizzy Rascal this week and he tried to ask Dizzy Rascal about what was happening. And Dizzy Rascal said to him, nah, we're not going to do that today. You've got the wrong one, Piers. You don't know me, you know? You don't know me. Dizzy said to him very politely, I'm not really here to talk about that. I'm not really here to be your mouthpiece on Black Lives Matters. I'm here to talk about my... um, Album, uh, what's it called? Driving, something like that. I don't know. Whatever. Mm. Sorry, sorry, Dizzy. I don't know what it's. It's something about driving in, um, and he was promoting something, and Piers was trying to derail him, and he was like, "Now we're not doing that." And then he's like, "Do you know what? That's why people don't like you. You know, people don't like you because you tried to do this, but you're not going to do it to me." I said, "You better just tell him. If you don't know, Dizzy was from East London. Don't mess about people from East London. Don't. It's not worth it. Or don't south. do it. Or South or London. Or, or West." Oh, anyway, yeah, so yeah, Piers Morgan, like it's not every black person that's here to be your performing monkey or clown. You don't get to dictate to me how and when I can talk about Black Lives Matters. My life has always mattered and I'll talk about it when I feel to. And you're definitely not going to try and talk to me about it when I've told you already on national TV. I don't want to talk about that right now. I'm pretty sure that Mears, uh, Mears, I'm pretty sure that Piers Morgan didn't believe that systemic racism was a real thing maybe <laughs> two months ago. Mm-hmm. He's changed his tune very quickly. And if you weren't watching slow, um, closely, you'd have missed that. But he was talking a very different tune a few, just a few months ago. Yeah, he was. Just a few months ago. I don't ago. trust him. And the um, way he was talking about Meghan Markle, I really can't deal with it. Not today. So yeah, that's who I'm slapping. Uh, people should be weary and wary of him. Why does he just go back to America? Because I don't want him in. I don't think they want him there either. Maybe he go to... I think he should go to Australia. I think they like him over there. They probably will. They probably like it. Mm, I think someone will like him everywhere. I think I actually think I've heard more people saying that. Thank God he's saying some things that make sense at the moment. I think you can like the comments and still not like the person. Mm. And I think that there could be more negative noise. Um, and maybe they're just thankful that there's one less negative person. Mm. But you have to be careful of truth mixed with error because mm. it's still mm. error. That's true. Anyway. That's that's who I'm clapping. So, Andrew, do you want to go next for your clap? 
Lindsay. Oh, go ahead, Lindsay. Yeah, I'm gonna clap um, a Manchester United player called Anthony Marshall um, because this week he scored his first hat trick. Very sad for him because he scored his first hat trick without without fans. Yeah. Uh, but still, uh, I like young, the way he's right? moving. He's youngish, yeah. 23, 24, something like that. Um, but yeah, I'm just clapping him because he made me very happy. And I've missed football. That's all I've got to say. And you can't see, but Lyndon's actually smiling and he doesn't really smile. Neither does out. Anthony Marshall. He doesn't smile that much. He smiles when he, sco- when he scores and that's yeah. about it, right? And also, a lot of pundits like to say, oh, but what's his, what's his mood? What's his mood got to do with how good of a football he is? Let him play. Let him be moody. Let him score, play and let him be moody until he scores. And when he scores, he, he's good in tea. That's how it should be. So, clapping for Anthony Marshall. My clap today goes to... Um, oh, do you know what? There's been a lot of content. And and do you know what? There's going to be a lot of heavy content and it's necessary. Uh, but I think also what's necessary is a little bit of balance. And I just want to shout out and clap for um, Life from Layfield, which is the YouTube channel. It's a group of three black girls who have a YouTube channel, started it in university. What's and I think called? they're so live from Layfield. So I think Layfield was a building, their like um, university accommodation building name. Um, and um, I think they're so funny. They purposely put out lighthearted um, videos sometimes just to balance everything out. Um, and they're entertaining. And they're three black girls. Um, all Go of ahead. them who graduated as uh, pharmacists. Amazing. Um, and so, yeah. That's who I want to, to, to clap for this week. I've forgotten who I want to clap for. It's going to come back to me. I would like to clap for... Oh, who did I say? Oh, I know who I want to clap for. <clears throat> Do you know what? Recently, there's been a lot of people coming out, and when I say people, I mean celebrities, coming out talking about their experiences on particular reality TV shows. And I, a lot of people in the comments have been saying, oh, why they're coming out now? So um, um, Leanne Pinnock from Little Mix, Misha B, um, Gifty, what's her surname? He was on X Factor, Gifty, and then most recently Alexander Burke have come and out. And also uh, Leonard Lewis came out and said something. Leonard Lewis did say something. And Keisha Buchanan case said something. Oh, about. yeah, she did a whole YouTube video oh, did about she? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, she did, because I follow her. And I just think um, uh, some some of the comments are so confusing to me. People are saying, why why now? Why should they not why should they not say it now? Have we forgotten what happened with the Me Too movement? Mm. Are people stupid? Like, you don't get to dictate when people get to share their truth and come mm. out with something. And if they want to say their truth now, in 10 years' time, in 25 years' time, or on their deathbed, they're entitled to do so. Mm. So I just want to clap all of those black women who have come out and said something and have felt like, actually, they've been able to utilise their platform in a safe space to talk about things like this. It's not easy. Um, and a lot of them have received a lot of backlash, not just from fans, but from, like, their music peers. But, yeah, I'm, I want to clap for them because, actually, nobody has to do anything. And if we're doing one small thing for good to shine the light to help someone else, that should be applauded. Mm. Mm. I so wonder what... Um, I think there's only one left that I want to figure out what they... Um, what the experience was. Who? Mr. Dark Skin Girl from Mystique. Sabrina? Yeah. She has a... Oh, yeah. This, well, yeah. I follow her on Instagram. She has, a like, a, a home interior design business. But oh, she... On. Oh, yeah. But she keeps, like, she keeps a very low personal profile. I think she's also from Halston. Is she? Yeah. yeah. Or at least has family from Halston because she... Yeah. 
Why this is very, this is, this is no, she very... used to pick up her, her cousin that went to I just think it's interesting because she was the best singer in that group. But she and she was the lead singer. She was the lead singer. Was the lead singer. Yeah, she yeah. was the lead singer. But now it's only the, Alicia There was just um, Alicia, who was singing kind of sometimes and rapping, and then the other girl was rapping. just a filler. She was rapping. Well, is She was rapping. Yeah. What? My time, show time. That's, what? Are you, are you okay? Yeah, That's I like it. A, that is a rap to me. Yeah, I like it. <laughs> 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 so, mm-hmm. and then the other, so Elise, she she was there just doing the dance. She was a dancer. She was doing the Michelle. Of a, a sway. Oh, she was what? She was the Michelle. No, don't just oh my gosh. What? To be fair, yeah, she wasn't. No, even Michelle. she wasn't a Michelle because Michelle. Let me tell you something. We oh, were watching. No. Okay, we're not gonna include this, but Michelle is a good blending voice. Let me tell you that. She might not be a standalone, but she will bring things together. She'll she'll add a wall. <laughs> Sue Elise was useless. But anyway, yeah. She Sue was. No, she was a great dancer. That was her role. Her role was to dance. Yeah. She, so you know that I think Sabrina was the best singer and the best dancer. Okay. Fair enough. But don't you know there are some boy bands that people didn't even sing? Like Millie Vanilli that's pretended to sing. And people actually had roles just to dance in the background. I'm sure I can take that. One of them was just meant to be a dancer. How I mean, if we go back to... Have you ever seen the new the new edition story on BT? Yeah. You ever watched that? It's, it was literally one or two or three of them maybe singing most of the time. In their, in their actual records. Rough. So, but anyway. So if anyone knows where Sabrina is... Halston, Northwest London. I don't know if she's still there. Shout out Sabrina. That's all. Mm -hmm. I hope you're all right. 